It is the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. Process the bottom line. The Stone Cold Simpson. Everybody dies. Because I'm better than you, and you know it. Woo! Yes, sir! The Mount with, with Alex Lowe's, Josh Silverberg, and Lyle Gillen. Yeah! We're back, baby. Well, two-thirds of us are. Another one's out at the UBS Arena watching the Islanders play tonight. That's besides huh? the point. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to another edition of the Only Wrestling Talk Show here on the Worldwide Sports Radio Network and on Bodyslam.net. Welcome to Off the Mat. I am your host, Josh Silver, joining you every single Friday, whether it be from 5.30 to 6.50 or 6 to 6.50, whatever the time is, whatever, and everything like that, and so on and so forth. But we have a lot to get to in this little time. And of course, with me, my co-host at this time, Mr. Alex Lowe. How are you, sir? I'm doing well, Josh. It was yet again another amazing week for professional wrestling. We had AEW Revolution. We had Dynamite. There's so much to get into. It's going to be a great show tonight, so stick with us the whole way through, ladies and gentlemen. That's right. Absolutely. Stick with us the whole way. And, of course, we said Lyle Gill, and he is out this week. Um, He'll be back next week. PDPD always producing. Again, Here's how you can listen to our show and other shows as well. You can download the Worldwide Sports Radio Network app. If you have an iPhone, you go to the Apple Store. You type in WWSRN. If you have an Android, you go to the Google Play Store and you type in Worldwide Sports. Click install. It's all free. You get our show schedules, all the articles from the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. We're on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, Periscope, Twitch. If you are driving, you can listen to the audio feed as well. If you want to rewatch something or listen to something again or play something back, you have all that at the tip of your fingers. And you can also check us out on WorldWideSportsRadio.com. Also, don't forget to check us out on one of the absolute best wrestling insider pages out there and inside sources in the country. That is Bodyslam.net. Check out the YouTube page and check out the website as well. It's great stuff. And just a lot, you know, to talk about and get into and everything. But, yep. of course, we have to plug in our own Off The Mat page, which I will let Mr. Slows do right now. So we have the Off The Mat website. The link is in our Twitter description and bio. You click on that link, and it'll take you to the site where you get a upcoming pay-per-view and show schedule for 2022. It, it, it has now been updated with April into May. So now we have... Joey Janela's Spring Break 6 on there. We have Planet Death for GCW. We got uh, Double or Nothing on there as well, and so much more for the pay-per-view schedule. Also, check out the show archive. That has all replays of our past episodes. There is a special guest interview page, which, which you can check out, and which has all of the guest interviews that we have done on off the mat on the worldwide sports radio network and now bodyslam.net 
and we have an ACW American Combat Wrestling page, and you can contact us directly if you choose to. The little ticker as well, you can check out our Twitter pages. We're all over the place. I want to try to get us, when we're because we're going to be in Vegas for Double or Nothing, I want to try to get us to do a show, maybe Sunday, because we're all going to be in the same house, so we'll all just be in different rooms and, yep. and, and stream a show that way, possibly. I think maybe we could possibly do it that way. I think that'd be a cool idea to do it. I, I think it'd definitely be an awesome idea. I think it would be something that would be a lot of fun. We could preview Double or Nothing right before we go to the show that night, but also remember, um, for our time, it's three hours of difference. Yeah. Also, um, um, go, going to give something away a little bit. Um, we are in the process and works of trying to create a store for Off the Mat as well, which is an amazing, mm-hmm. awesome idea. A lot of people, car specifically, has been clamoring for it. So you will get the opportunity to get some merchandise and stuff like that for Off the Mat. We are in the process of working out the details with that and getting things done. Lyle has been running that. Um, and everything, all of that good stuff is really going to be great. A great idea to get the get the word out, you know. Mm-hmm. Show, you know, show the, absolutely uh, show the support for the show and everything like that. So, you know, because let's be real here, Alex is the only one that has an off the mat page, uh, shirt. So, <laughs> I mean, we got we got to call it like it is. Um, but it, it, it really is, I think, going to be a lot of fun. Idea, but we'll get. You know, but we will definitely, definitely give you more details when they come. Yeah, and then, of course, coming up next, right after our show, we have Weapons Hot, a New York Jets podcast show. They are going to be, I'm sure, talking all about the free agency and the NFL draft and the combine, especially the free agency tampering trade starts on Monday at 12. Um, and, of course, with the Sean Watson news that came out that he's been cleared of charges. So every team is going to be lining up for him. To acquire resources, I'm I have my phone left out as well, due in large part once I could see. Um, and my mom, uh, Marilyn Silbert, uh reached out saying I can't wait to buy things. So I love the support there, especially from family. It's the best. Uh, and um, keep my phone out for comments. If you have comments, uh, Alex will read the comments on the yep. YouTube page, I believe, and I will read the comments on the Facebook page. And everything absolutely like that. but weapons hot is coming up next so you're going to want to definitely check that out right after mm-hmm. us on here on the worldwide sports radio network so tune in for those guys with jimmy and cj and kevin jackson and all those boys talking all about football and everything like that and i also have my phone out because uh baseball is up and running again i know your dad is probably ecstatic um he can't wait to get over to uh dc and get started and get going with that so, but we've already had a frenzy of signings. And just really quick, I wanted to clarify something because I know Carr brought it up. Speedy, remember when I said nobody said boo about the Yankees and their spending, uh, the fans said things about their spending. The owners never said a word about the Yankees overspending money when George Steinbrenner was in charge. It was never the owners, it was always the fans would be annoyed about it. So I wanted to. Clear that up and clarify, but I wanted to thank Errol and, and Speed for letting me call in last night. Uh, it's the first time I had been on Loud Now in a very long time. Probably, I think, since I left the show. Um, but they're doing good stuff over there every Wednesday, yep. Thursday night. Uh, Wednesday, Thursday nights at 9 o'clock. You can check that out here on the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. But let's get right into it, Mr. Slows. And there's a lot to recap. And before I let you get started, there's a lot to digest. Oh, it's yeah. It's going to be a, a lot, lot about revolution. It's going to be a lot about dynamite. We're going to get into some Stone Cold stuff. I also have 
personal sadness that I need to discuss, and that involves the Briscoes. If nobody saw that news today, uh, we'll get into a little bit later um, and everything of that sort. But let's start with what we saw at Revolution. What were your takeaways from Revolution? What did you like? What didn't you like? What do you think was really spot on? What do you think could have been fixed? Mm-hmm. Give me your thoughts. So I would say the one thing that I really enjoyed from this pay-per-view was the entrances for MJF and MJF and, and uh, CM Punk for their dog collar match. So I had no clue this was going going to happen going into watching the pay-per-view. I thought he was just going to come out to cult of personality. No, he did something entirely different. He came out to his Ring of Honor theme, and I, I loved it. It was incredible. It, it got me out of my out of my chair. Like it, I, it, it got me going for this match. It had me really excited for this match. So I think Tony Khan did the right thing here, made the right move with buying the rights to Ring of Honor because that allowed CM Punk to switch it up and really change up his entrance there. And I really enjoyed that part. Also, the match itself was very good. You had a lot of uh, shots being digged in with the chain. You had MJF uh, using all of his momentum in that match to try and fool CM Punk. And it, it was enjoyable. It was enjoyable to watch. There was some blood that was added to the match, which I really, I really thought added more excitement to the match made it seem more aggressive. And then one thing that I did not like about this pay-per-view was the ladder match, the face of the revolution matter latch ladder match, excuse me. Um, I think having uh, Wardlow win was, I think it was too early to have to push Wardlow in. I just, in my opinion, I just think maybe they could have hold off a little bit longer before pulling the trigger. Yeah. To me, it was the right call. It was definitely the right call. I enjoyed it very much. Um, there's a lot of takeaways that I have in regards to Revolution. One, uh, one, and I don't want to be a Debbie Downer with it, but the thing is, I'm a school teacher and I get up at four o'clock in the morning. Um, so I have my son too. Um, I think AEW, if they're going to do a Sunday pay per view, I think it needs to be capped at 11. Um, that's the time cap it's got to be at. It cannot end at midnight. You cannot yeah, I can see. Midnight's too late. People have work the next day. Yeah. You know, kids have school. You, you, you gotta be respectful of that. I think that's something that I, I think that's why they. And I understand they don't want to get involved. You know, they don't want to. They have a relationship with the UFC, so they don't want to interfere mm-hmm. with the UFC and go head to head with them. Um, at the same time, they only have four pay per views a year. Like you could find a Saturday where you don't match yeah. with UFC. I think that was something that I was talking to Jeff Lippman about it, actually. We're going to have Jeff on. And then also them trying to match with the NBA. That kind of kills the TV rating. Right? No, the NBA thing is their team. They did great for this pay-per-view. Their buy rates were phenomenal for this pay-per-view. It was, the only complaint I really had was that it ended at midnight. I think it ended way too late. I mean, Lyle and Matt didn't leave my house to 5, five to 12. Well, I did find out what the attendance record was, and it was 8,000. Which, they sold it out. There's also another thing I have a bone to pick with you. So they were in Fort Myers on Wednesday. Mm-hmm. You didn't go. I'm trying to figure out. I had the work, man. Otherwise, I would have gone. 
<coughs> forget the word for a second. Forget the word. They were in Jacksonville for a year and a half. You didn't go. They yeah. had one of the best pay-per-views in Orlando about, what, 45 to an hour away from you. You didn't go. They were literally in your backyard. You didn't go. I, no, I, but I'm going I, to double or nothing. That's a, no, 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 no. You see? You see? <laughs> that's the thing. It was literally in Fort Myers, Florida, where you lived. And you didn't go. Shame on you. <laughs> okay. That is unacceptable in my eyes that you have not even yet been to an AEW show. I mean, I mean, that, I, mean we, I mean, I know you have work, but we got to get that fixed. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, but I'm glad that one nothing's going to be your first show. But I mean, you could have called out. You I probably could have. Yeah, hundred percent you could have. You could have. Josh, I want you to add go do this thing tonight. I mean, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. I wanted to know, add one more thing about one of the matches. Did I really? Here we go. It? He's back to being serious again. Go on. No, I'm like, because I, I'm, I'm saying I really enjoyed this part of the. This part what did you enjoy, match. Alex? And it was the Jurassic Express, Red Dragon, and Young Bucks match. I mean, the chemistry in this match was unbelievable. And you can tell all of, all these competitors were neck and neck. They were just delivering crazy shots, especially one move that I saw in particular where I don't think – I'm not sure which one of the Jackson brothers it was, but he came off the top rope, caught uh, – luchasaurus and put him into a canadian destroyer off the top rope i thought that was brilliant and it, it was it was well done and it was well executed and it was timed perfectly and they timed all their moves perfectly in the match i mean there was just so much going on to where it came down to eventually jurassic express and red dragon and jurassic express retained championship so I did like that move. Oh, but you see, you said that, but you see at the same time, the Young Bucks, okay, the Young Bucks wound up getting pinned in the match. So that was the thing. But, again, more than just the time thing, um, a lot of things, as I said, you know, I mean, Alex said it, one of them being CM Punk with the nostalgia. Yeah, that was uh, great. That to the AFI theme, uh, which I knew right away what it was. Um yeah, I knew exactly and the thing what is, it was. And the thing is about Punk is, in if you've never seen his dog collar match against Raven in Ring of Honor, you should go check it out. Yeah, you need to watch that match. He's it's, done dog, he's yeah. done dog collar matches before. That's something that he is used to. He's done with the ES Express. That is a very challenging. He doesn't know if he's going to do it again. Um, there's a lot of things that I really enjoyed. The Eddie Kingston Chris Jericho match starting out the show was was awesome mm -hmm. that was. was again you can make the case that was jericho's best match in aew that he's had mm -hmm. um and we'll get to jericho a little bit more when we recap dynamite um the tag team match again like you said was awesome i thought it, it really did flow well with those three yeah it really did and the thing is and again this leads us into dynamite later with red dragon being picked for adam cole's partners and I know Adam Cole said Jurassic Express is going to be his partners for next week. I'm not so sure that that's no. going to happen. No. Um, so that was a nice, you know, it flowed well. It did really great. They did, it's, that, the tag team division in AEW is stacked. Um, it really, yeah, there's a lot of different tag teams um, you got. You know, and it's, 
the, the ladder match to me was fine. It wasn't their best, <clears throat> excuse me, ladder match. Um, and it turned out Orange Cassidy actually hurt himself in the ladder match, so he's going to be out for a few months. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, but I, I had no, I, I actually expected Warlow to win match. Um, because I knew this. Was I wasn't be, expecting it. I did. I thought I knew this would be his launch pad. This was going to be him getting shot to the moon. But the good thing is he's not going for the AEW championship. He's going no. for the T championship, which we'll see next week against Scorpio Sky, which more dynamite. We mm-hmm. will get into all that. Um, love the main event. The main event was great. Adam Page continues to, <clears throat> excuse me. And you got to understand something. Hold on really quick about this match. About this mm-hmm. pay-per-view alone. This was arguably their best pay-per-view AEW's had, and Kenny Omega wasn't on the card. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's the thing that people are really missing is Kenny Omega was not on this card, and it was one of their best pay-per-views. It was. You know, and, and, and that's... that's really was? That's, that's the crazy thing about this is when you look at how... Pages really start to develop into one of those special performers because you look at his last few matches that he's had with Danielson, <clears throat> excuse me, Omega. <clears throat> I think those were five star matches, and then you got your uh, about I think it was a four point seven five he got, which again Meltzer star ratings. I yeah whatever, but it's whatever it goes. Um, the the one thing I really 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 enjoyed the most was. Moxley, Danielson, and seeing William Regal come out. That was, was that was great. Um, because the thing is, and, and this is something that people are not, they're not realizing this. William Regal. He meant to Danielson. I, I know it's probably a little long on Wednesday, but I enjoyed it a lot. Mm-hmm. He is so massively large for the behind the scenes stuff. He was a massive part of NXT. And the praise he gave to Danielson on Wednesday and the praise he gave to Moxley on Wednesday, mostly, to, obviously, Moxley. Yeah, I mean, you got, so you got to remember something. I believe him and Moxley, at the time with Dean Ambrose, they had a little bit of a smidge of a rivalry, I believe, in OVW. They had a little bit of a rivalry, Rigo hmm. and, and, and Moxley. That he's I never known, knew. He's known Danielson for years. So it's, it's 21 years, he said. But I know I knew he knew Danielson because he mentored Danielson Danielson for a yes, while. Yes, and, and I believe he had a rivalry with Moxley in OVW. That was something that, and he he knew him from from NXT. Anyway, um, the, you know, this, so this is something that when we look at as a whole, William Regal is going to be such an integral part of the behind the scenes stuff. With a lot of these wrestlers, yeah, I mean, you already see like Daniel, like Brian Danielson's already a huge get for behind the scenes. He's he's been training Jay Cargill. He's been with, training her. And Josh, with William Regal there, it's only going to make the backstage stuff and behind the scenes, behind the scenes work so much larger and so much better for all the competitors on that. Well, well it is because he's a very creative mind. He's been in the business for over thirty plus years. He's somebody that's been WWE, WCW, general manager of NXT. General man, I mean, but he was, yeah. he was he was a coach at the Performance Center. So he's somebody that, when you look at how Regal is bringing him in, I believe Moxley and and, and Danielson will be in the tag team championship match at Double or Nothing. 
I don't know who it's going to be against. I have no idea. It could be the Young Bucks. It could be Red Dragon. I don't know. I'm not sure. Anybody. Well, but, but to me, yeah. I think they will be the challengers for the tag team belt to double or nothing. That's that's the route I think this is going to go. Mm-hmm. Um, they're going to build them up as a tag team for the next few months. Let them start file wins. And then they'll be the number one ranked team on – we know the rankings on AW are kind of yep. steepy, but they'll be the number one ranked team, I believe, going into double or nothing. And then I think that's how – they'll get their tag team championship opportunity. I want to ask you about Hangman Adam Page and his AEW title reign so far. Would you say this is one of the best AEW title reigns next to uh, Omega and Jericho, or would you think differently? Omega's was special because he performed all over the place, and he performed constantly. I mean, you're seeing it now with his injuries. Mm -hmm. Um... Jericho's was special because he was the first champion. Uh-huh. And Moxley had a very good title reign, too. Let's, let's not... Yeah, let's not discredit Moxley. You Moxley know, went on for a while there with that know, title. So it's been good. I don't, it's not been long enough yet. Like, no. and, and, and that's the thing. Like He's had stuff, Omega, Danielson. He just had a good match with Adam Cole. So he's had... Even the Dante Martin match on Wednesday was really good. The thing is... Even he the match against... Defenses. That's the only issue. Like he doesn't have the defenses that Moxie had. That he left one out though. Lance Archer. Archer too. That was another one. That wasn't the best match that was there. It was a good match. It, it was a good match. Um, but with me, the thing is, uh, he hasn't had enough title defenses. Like Kenny Omega is the best AEW champion that they've had so far. That, and that's, I, I don't know. I, I put Jericho is there too. Cause, not the best, obviously, but Jericho's in the conversation because he was, um, he was the first champion, which yeah. was the right call. Mm-hmm. That was, it was. Because, the reason being is, is due in large part to the fact that Alex, when you're starting a company and you want your first ever name as the first ever champion of the company, you want to be not that Adam Page can't be, but Chris Jericho is a special breed in this business. That I look at it, and and it was the right call at the time. It was, you know, like so. Um, I, I, the the one thing, the things that that kind of I, I that didn't flow well with. I mean, even the Sting match was good it had its like sting jumping off the balcony thing and from the crowd onto the tables you had sammy gabar doing the flip off off the set onto the tables which was fun um the only downgrades i would say were the, the uh, i would say that the uh, tbs match was a downgrade so the tbs match which i expected wasn't going to be the best yeah um, um the women's championship match, Rosa and Britt have had better matches. Two things here. One, they were set up for a failure in that match because they had to follow the dog collar match, but the crowd, but the card was so stacked that there was really no place in it, as I call it, a safe spot for them to really be put in at that point. They, yeah. they, they had to follow, I mean, and not to mention, they're setting up next week for Thunder in her hometown in San Antonio to win the belt. That's essentially what they're doing. 
They're setting her up next week to win the belt in her home. Which would make sense why they had her lose. That, exactly. And, and that's why they had her win. Now they're having it in a steel cage match next week, and it's going to be that case. They've had better matches, the two of them. They um, have. And the, and the thing is, it's time to me, for that match win. didn't live up yet. For yeah, me. and the thing is, is that it's time for Rose to win because Britt's been an unbelievable woman's championship. She's been by far the best one. It's just she's challenged everybody on the roster that there's really nothing left for her to go up against other than obviously yeah. gay. Like she's beaten Anna Jay, Kaikanti, Sheeta, Riho. She hasn't beat Mercedes Nyla, Martinez yet. Nyla Rose. Mercedes Martinez is I'm talking like not that she's not good. I'm talking like upper 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 echelon of names that are on the roster. Like, she's now being Rosa. She's being Nyla Rose. She's being all these names um, that, you know what I'm saying? Like, she could probably yeah. be Mercedes Martinez, too. I get what you're saying. That, that's the thing. Like, it's time for a changing of the guard, as they say, I think, to let new matches, new rivalries, new situations unfold. Britt has been phenomenal as the women's champion. And here's the thing. you got to remember... A couple of years ago, the people were saying that Britt can't, she couldn't wrestle. She wasn't the, not that she couldn't wrestle, she wasn't the best in-ring performer. Now she's just been fantastic since she has really become the champion. Her promos are great. Um, everything is really good. So to me, it, it, it was a match that was set up to not succeed that night. Yeah. That was the thing because the card was so stacked. When Wardlow came out, I knew that was when the, the moment was going to happen. And what I do think is going to happen, and again, we'll get into this in the Dynamite conversation, mm -hmm. but I, it was perfect. Oh, oops, I forgot the ring. Yeah, the Dynamite ring, that looked, was a looked, nice looked touch. Right at, looked right at Punk. War, and MJF told him to leave it in the ring, like he always does. He left it in the ring, and he walked away. And to me... That, that is the next stage for both of those men. And um, there's a couple of, of, of things I'm curious about. What's next? Clearly, Paige and Cole are not done. Nope. Um, Red Dragon, Young Bucks are probably going to start up a program. Um, Warlow MJF are going to start something. Jericho Kingston are going to continue to start something, are going to continue something with their storyline with what happened on Dynamite. CM Punk is really the one name I look at, and I and I'm very curious as to what's next for him. He's already had his matches with um, Darby Allen with MJF. I do have some ideas that they could no. go with. He he had right, uh, and I'm going to get to you in one second. He he's already fought Darby Allen. He's fought MJF. He's fought Warlow. He's fought Powerhouse Hobbs. He's fought Eddie Kingston. What does Punk do next? So what are, before we go to break, what are your guesses to you, do you think are next for him? Well, one, one, someone on YouTube says House of Black. Uh, maybe. I wouldn't see that as a definite out, but I would, I would definitely. It wouldn't it. shock me because yeah. he and, Bla he and Bla Malachi Black are, very, or Tommy End are very close. They're very good friends. They train together. So that one and their styles are very similar, so that wouldn't surprise me. Yeah. So, 
And then the second thing would be to bring back the Straight Edge Society and have uh, Serena Deeb in it. No, he's a face. You're not bringing that back. No. If you do heal, if you do no, no, he will not be a heel. That's not if, going he, to if they ever do it. Which yeah, I no, I, I, I'm very curious as to what is what is next for him. Um, obviously he's go. He wasn't. He wasn't on Dynamite Wednesday. Uh, clearly, they're letting him reprieve. Um, he hasn't been promoted for next week, so I'm wondering if maybe he's taking a little bit of time off, a little bit, maybe a couple weeks, and then I'll bring him back. Who knows? I don't know. But um, I will say, pay-per-view was great. It yeah, was it was. Good, it was a really good show. Um, phenomenal it, show. It was, phenomenal, it was a lot of fun. It just ended too late. That was my only flaw with it. Um, it was pretty long, too. Almost like five hours, I guess. So the pre-show started, I believe, at 7 and went to 8. Started at 8. The show went to almost midnight. So about five hours, which is long. Yeah. If it was a Saturday night, that's totally fine. On a Sunday, you got to cap at 11. Gotta have a hard cap at eleven because people have got to go to bed. They have work the next day. And, and the thing is, when you watch a really good wrestling match, you're like, "How are you supposed to go to bed at that point? You're all energetic. You're 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 amped now." When we come back, we are going to get into dynamite, and we're going to talk about a lot that happened on dynamite. It was a jam-packed show. We'll get into the Stone Cold Steve Austin news that broke this week. Our finishing move, and we will make way for Weapons Hot coming up at seven o'clock. This is Off the Mat on the Worldwide Sports Radio Network and Bodyslam.net. We'll be right back. It, it is the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. Welcome back to Off the Mat with Alex Lowe's, Josh Silverberg, and Lyle Gillen. Yeah, we are back for the second half of Off the Mat right here on the Worldwide Sports Radio Network and Bodyslam.net. And we are now going to get into a little bit of a recap of Dynamite. And there was a lot to digest and get to talking to. Really, Alex, when you look at what happened, I mean, we got to start with the obvious, right? Jeff Hardy debuting. Yeah. That was um, the dancing thing was funny. Yeah, His brother's dancing in the ring, and he's just like, "Yeah, let me do this quick. Let me do this quick. All right, now I'm gonna now I'm gonna go. You know, let me just dance for five seconds while my brother's getting you know absolutely in the yeah. ring. That was funny. <laughs> um, and then the reports were coming out all day that Jeff Hardy was backstage. Yeah, and then you heard the thing with the um, with 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 Matt basically saying that. The apology letter to his group was that he wants to fix things and figure things out. So he kind of knew something was happening. And then, of course, when Private Party put their thumbs down, it was done. And then once Darby and Sting came out, I was like, oh, I guess we're going to get swerved. We're going to get swerved. And then and Jeff Hardy's music plays good for Tony for buying the rights to the song. So it sounds like the Hardys are going to be doing their thing, the original gimmick, when they first came in. What were your thoughts when you saw Jeff Hardy come out and do everything? When I saw Jeff Hardy come out, I was really happy because I knew the move was going to happen eventually. We all knew it was going to happen. It was only a matter of time before he would cross over to All Elite Wrestling. So I thought him appearing on Dynamite was the right move, and I'm excited to see what they do. I know they're, I know the Hardy boys got one more run left in them. I know we're going to see that, and I think it's possibly going to be against the – 
the uh, Andrade family office. I think uh, Andrade is going to take control of that group now, in my opinion. Well, he had control of it. It was 51 to 49. Now it's going to be fully his. Yep. I enjoyed it. I will say, I hope he's doing better, Jeff. With all the incidents, everything that's happened, um, and, and so on and so forth. But, you know, to me, I think it's going to be an interesting story going forward with how they're going to portray the Hardy Boys in this um, division because it's a stacked division. You know, there's so many Robert, ways they could do it. They had their you. they had their robbery with the Young Bucks and Ring of Honor, so maybe you could go back to that again and do that. And... But I'm talking character wise. There's so many ways they could do it character wise for them. Sure. But, I mean, they're going to go back to their original gimmick. They're, 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 they could do the yeah. original gimmick. They could yeah. Do... The video already came out. Their Time Charm video already came out, and they were, yeah. Clearly, this was already in the works. They had the video done already. So they already had it done then. Okay. Yeah. So this was like already like done. Boom. Um, everything like that. So to me, I think it was, um, yeah, it, it was kind of like bound to happen. Another thing that nobody, I don't think is talking enough about is FTR firing Tully Blanchard. They fired him the other night. Um, Warlow leaving the pinnacle. It sounds like Tully is out. I'm just wondering, is the pinnacle now... Is, is the pinnacle no more? Because mm. Warlow's out, Tully gets fired. That's a very interesting dynamic. Or does it still happen, and does just Tully not, is Tully just not a part of the pinnacle anymore? It might still happen without Tully, but I highly doubt it. I, don't I mean, you know, I mean, it was just such an interesting dynamic with that because it came out of left field, and then... You know, Dax looked like he was ready to beat the living crap out of Tully. He grabbed him by his collar and started talking about family and stuff like that. And he said he, they didn't even want to go after the belts right now. They, they want to focus on Red Dragon and the Young Bucks. This is what they want to do. And Tully didn't like that and so on and so forth. But I found that to be a very interesting concept with how they're going to do that going forward. I'm curious where that storyline goes. And then, of course, the yeah. Adam Cole Hangman story is going to continue. Uh-huh. Um... And it was just funny because the Young Bucks assumed they were going to be the ones to get picked for Cole's partners, and it turned out it was Red Dragon that was picked. And after Hangman told Dark Order, yeah, Jurassic Express wanted uh, a still piece of the Young Bucks, so they were picked already. And now it's like, okay, now they're not picked. Does Hangman go back to the Young Bucks because the Young Bucks can't stand Red Dragon? Is Does this start a whole situation now does this start a problem or a friction where i think we all can kind of guess is going to happen at some point where the bucks are going to eventually just not be a part with adam cole anymore like that's the thing you know that's definitely it could it could happen but it's not going to happen right away i think uh tony khan and aw they're going to take their time of it to build up the story i don't know about that because the bucks i think are going to be the tag team partners next week for hangman I think that's where it's going to start. I do. You think I that's think. where it starts? Mm-hmm. I, 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 I could see Jurassic Express getting kicked, uh, getting beat up before the match. They don't, Hangman doesn't have a partner. And boom, out come the Young Bucks. And I think that could really, really start something. I really believe that. And with um, the Hardy Boys in AEW now, that definitely levels the tag team division even more. Because now you, now you got a, an ex, a very, very experienced tag team on the roster. Well, that's the thing, right? Like it's such a stacked division 
that it's almost like when you look at it, it's where do the Bucks? I mean, not the Bucks. Where do the Hardys fit in this division? That's the thing. And, and uh, listen, I'm sure they'll try to find room. Um, but, you know, like I said, we will see where it lands. And, of course, you had Thunder Rosa winning her match over Layla Hurst. It's now been announced as a cage match for next week. Uh, like I said, Rose is probably going to win that. And then, of course, we got to talk about the Jericho. Uh, well, one before we get the Warlow in, in the Warlow interview was really good. I loved it. I thought it, it flowed yeah, nicely. He sounded very confident on the mic. I, I thought he did a good job. And then the William Regal one, it went a little over time, and he apologized on Twitter about that. But it was a really good interview with Regal, I thought, with mm-hmm. discussing everything on why he's here and what he wants to bring to AEW and everything like that, which I thought was great. And all those that are spreading rumors about his health and stuff like that, shame on you. It's not true. He denied it. Um, but the Jericho thing was interesting. I hate the name. The Jericho, I think it's the Jericho. Yeah, that's a stupid name. I'm sorry. I don't like it. It's too corny to me. That's too corny. I, I hate it. It's too, it's, it's silly. It's corny. Yeah. It, I, you know, you even could have, you could have had an inner circle 2.0, which would have been cool. Um, you know, I, to, to me, I like the group that they're forming with Hager, Daniel Garcia and 2.0. That's, that's cool. I kind of thought something was going to happen when you just kept seeing 2.0 just kept throwing Jericho down, but they weren't really like physically beating him up. They were just pushing him down. But they were physically beating up, excuse me, uh, Kingston. Yep. And then the thing with the bat happened and then the whole thing came about it. What were your thoughts on Dynamite this week other than the Hardy Boy stuff? I thought this Dynamite was great. One of the matches I really enjoyed was the title defense. Hangman putting the AEW title again on the line, but this time against Dante Martin. And Dante Martin, is he does not surprise me at all with everything he does. He's just spot on with his moveset. And he took Hangman Page to the limit. I mean, this guy is unbelievable in terms of, of a high-flying uh, wrestler. And I, I, I want to see more of Dante Martin on TV because we haven't seen much of him lately. We need to see more of this. Uh, well, now that Darius is back, they're going to – Top Flight's back, which is awesome with the tag team. Um, I think it, it, it's going to be a nice piece for them to have that. Um, so to That's me, a team we could put up against the Hardys. That'd they good. they did a – I mean, look, they did a great – Darius did a great job in his first match back. In the, in the Battle Royal. He really did with the, with the Bucks. Um, you know, and everything like that. I thought that was awesome how that went. But, um, you know. And then I another thought, match I enjoyed was Wheeler, Yuta, and Pac. That was a very good. Yeah, uh, they fit that in because the, the title match went a little short. So, Tony fit that in. Um, I thought that was an interesting piece to the Dynamite this week. And I, I'm in, I, Pac and Wheeler, Yuta, they almost have – they almost have similar styles, so it was a great matchup in that terms. Jurassic Express against the Acclaimed. Uh, yeah, that was a good match, too. That was. It was. But Dynamite was very good this week. But let's get into now the news, and we'll get to our finishing move in a little bit. About Stone Cold? Stone Cold Steve Austin officially announcing he will be at WrestleMania. Now, they're having it, I think, as a KO show kind of thing, but nobody knows because apparently he's been working out now. So, like, I feel like nobody knows what Austin's going to do. Is he having a match with Owens? Is he going to be on the KO show? I don't think it's a match. 
I don't know. I so that's the thing. Like, if, but if he's like working out, though, is it like what does that turn into then? Like, are we? It what depends we... on if Steve Austin himself wants to go that route. I mean, if he's working feels... out, though, if he's trying to get in physical shape, doesn't that change things? Maybe I don't know. It does possibly, but I'm saying if Steve Austin feels himself that he can go one more time in the ring, then do it. But if he feels like he can't and his body just feels like not going in that direction and he he feels like his body can't keep up with it, then don't do it. No, I mean, I, I'm with you. I think it's, you know, to me, I, I, I'm still trying to figure out what, what route are they going with this? Mm-hmm. Where are they going with, with the awesome stuff? Is it a match? Is it a show? A run-in? It could be it's a run-in. No, it's not going to be a run-in. It's going to involve Kevin Owens. And I thought the promo for Austin was awesome. It got me hyped for sure. Um, you know, it, 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 like I said, you're trying to figure out what where things fit, where things go, what happens, where does it be put, you know, where do you put everything. So, you know, we'll see what happens with that for sure. I am interested to see what um, what they decide to do with – um, with Austin and Owens, but yeah, let's. We're cutting short on time, Alex. Yeah. We got to get to our finishing move and let the Wabatak guys get on. So, what is your finishing move for this evening, sir? So, my finishing move is actually this week in wrestling history. Oh, look at you bringing back an old segment. And it's a AEW Dynamite episode twenty three from two thousand twenty. Okay. Let's see if you remember any of these matches, Josh. Uh, number one was Cody defeating Ortiz. Number two, Bia Presley and Nyla Rose defeating Hikaru Shida and Chris Statlander. Nope, I already, you already lost me. Number three, MJF, the Blade and the Butcher defeat Jungle Boy, Luchasaurus, and Marco Stunt in a six-person tag. Pack Pentagon Jr., well now Penta Zero Meadow, and Ray Phoenix defeat Isaiah Cassidy, Joey Janela, and Mark Quinn. Nope. And Adam Page and Dustin Rose defeated Chris Jericho and Sammy Guevara. Nope, don't remember it. Don't remember that at all. Wow, that that's all. shocking to me. No, I mean Dynamite. I mean, it's like I don't know. <laughs> it, that's a good one, though. I like that one. Um, but no, I don't remember that one. Um, crazy. I probably should was during the pandemic. We weren't. We weren't doing anything else. Um, <laughs> you know. So it's like you know. But no, I. It sounds like a really good card, um, but you, but you, it's kind of crazy, right? Like you could kind of see how the roster has grown. Yeah, it's growing drastically. Yeah, so Big it's time. like you know, oh, there you go, flashback finisher. Look at you, Speedy. I like that. Um, by the way, Speedy, what was the what was the good question for Caleb? I'm kind of curious, really quick, before I get to my finisher. What was the good question for Caleb? I must have something with that. But, ah, yes, yes, yes. If he thought the match was good, I'm sure he probably did. Um, and everything like that, but um, you know, so my finishing move is about the Briscoes, and the news came out today that Turner Sports does not want the Briscoes on their TV programming, so therefore they are not going to be in AW for quite some time. And it goes wow, with the Jay Briscoe stuff, That's the homophobic stuff, the homophobic words that came up from Jay Briscoe. Um, oh, that I can understand. Yeah, so I guess in the meantime, they're going to have to continue doing the indie that stuff. That I can understand. And, okay. And see where everything goes. I just thought they weren't having them on TV for for no reason. No, they just, no. They are, um, they just, 
Turner doesn't want them on. It's understandable. Um, they've had controversial stuff in the past. Um, it's, a, it's a shame. Um, it is a shame because they are a very talented group, but they've had a, a checkered past um, and everything of that sort. But to me, I, I feel, um, um, I, you know, either way, I mean, I, I don't know if Tony can convince them. It's going to be a hard one to do, but like I said, we'll see what happens. But mm-hmm. ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for tuning in tonight. Before we leave, you can check out our show every single Friday and, of course, other programs on the Worldwide Sports Radio Network by downloading the app, type in WWSRN. If you have an Apple iPhone, if you have an Android, go to the Google Play Store, type in Worldwide Sports. You can check us out on WorldwideSportsRadio.com. We are on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, Periscope, Twitch. Everything is free. It is a good thing when it comes to free because nothing is free anymore, especially gas prices are not free anymore. Um, you could, ch- of course, go back, check out um, the show schedules, articles, clips from past shows. If you're driving us into the auto feed, you can have your smart Alexa speaker play it as well. WorldWideSportsRadio.com and on BodySlam.net. Check us out on there and on their YouTube page and their website. It's the best wrestling inside page right now in the business in our opinion, so it's really, 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 really good stuff. So check us out on bodyslam.net as well. And Alex will plug the website really quick, and then we got to head on over for Weapon Talk. Yep, so the Off The Mat website, the link in the description is in our Twitter bio. You click on that, and it'll take you to the website where you get access to a show and pay-per-view schedule for 2022, and now extends from April into May. Then we have a show archive that you can check out. We have a special guest interview page and so much more. So please feel free to check all that's available. Absolutely. So, ladies and gentlemen, enjoy the wrestling this weekend. Uh, enjoy Weapon Talk coming up next. Don't forget, if you are a sports fan in general, these next few weeks are going to be nuts. I said it last night in Sports Loudmouth. Uh, MLB free agency and trades have opened up. The lockout is over. So, baseball is back. So, the free agency is going to cover this weekend. NFL free agency tampering period starts Monday. March Madness starts next week. And then in two weeks is the NHL trade deadline. So if you are a sports fan, check all of that out. And then you have WrestleMania literally the week after. So if you're a sports fan, it is going to be a nutsy, 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 nutsy next few weeks for sure. It's going to be exciting. Um, It's going to be thrilling. Everybody's going to definitely want to check everything out for sure. I don't know what's getting sent here. What is this? Nobody got signed. Why are you texting me? Nobody got signed. If somebody signed, you text me. Nobody signed, don't text me, all right? So, but yeah, if you're a sports fan, you're going to have a ball these next 48, 72 hours with all the NFL and MLB stuff and then March Madness leading on to the NHL trade deadline in a week and a half. So, again, for Speedy PD, for Lyle Gillen, for Alex Lowe's, I'm Josh Silver. Enjoy the wrestling this next, this next week. We'll be back on Friday at the same time, uh, we'll be back on at 5.30 because Lyle will be back with Alex. I will be on at 6. Check out Weapon Talk coming up next with, of course, CJ DeSimone, Kevin Jackson, Jimmy Jardine. They're going to break down all Jet stuff, all NFL stuff, Deshaun Watson news, NFL Draft Combine, everything. So check all that out. And to continue to support the Worldwide Sports Radio Network and Bodyslam.net. Ladies and gentlemen, have a good night. Stay safe. Enjoy your weekend. This has been Off the Mat on the Worldwide Sports Radio Network and Bodyslam.net. Have a good one, everybody. Kenny Omega, take it away.
I must bid you adieu. So say with me now if you know it. Goodbye. And good night. Thank you for listening to Off the Mat on the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. Your source for all things wrestling and sports entertainment. It is the Worldwide Sports Radio Network.